It is our privilege to have Mr. Scott Mills with us. First of all, Scott, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Pastor. You know, I forgot what a great radio voice you have, brother. I don't <laughs> want to put any pressure on you, but it's like, man, if I had that deep, resonant voice, that must have been after 20 years in State Department work. What do you think about I that? I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to actually get to uh, your story because I think you and your wife, Laura, and family have had a privileged life of great opportunities to travel the world. But I'm glad that God uh, brought you here through Guam on your first tour uh, with State Department and then came back and uh, joined our forces here now to take on the directorship of Harvest Baptist Bible College. And we started the classes on Monday. We've actually had our students for a few weeks training them. Um, we've often said on the radio broadcast here that our college students um, have three-part components to their education. It's not just in the classroom, but it also means in the dorms and living together with a half a dozen other islanders from different islands than just um, their island in the Micronesians, as well as then at work and how to be disciplined and be dependable. All of those make up their education. So let's talk about uh, well, we know HBBC. I was just asking you before coming on to refresh my memory on the air here about when Harvest started as far as the college. It started as an institute. Talk about that for a minute, Scott. Well, uh, Pastor John Lewis, uh, back in 1980, had a desire and a vision uh, to train Micronesian students. And he started to um, put the word out there to see if there's anybody interested in becoming partners and and starting something like that. And then about three years later, they had four uh, micro Micronesian students that actually met in a small apartment where they lived on campus, and classes were actually held on a couch. <laughs> so it had pretty humble beginnings. Uh, and then about uh, nine or, or seven to nine years later, about 1990, 92, somewhere in there, uh, the, we started a work-study program. Uh, and that's when uh, the Bible Institute itself kind of picked up and started a three-year program uh, for students to then go back to their islands and spread that gospel, get that training. Uh, and then 2011, uh, we actually started uh, Harvest Baptist Bible College. Uh, we've grown some years. We got up to actually 100 students, uh, but right now currently we have 77 this year, 17 new freshmen. Um, and they take that five-year program. Initially, uh, that, that bachelor's um, degree that they get, that BA, um, is five years. But the reason we have five years is that first year, we like to assimilate them into uh, the harvest way, um, the way we do things, and just Guam in general. And a lot of them aren't familiar with kind of a Western style of institution as far as college goes. Many of them also, um, most of them are English as a second language students. So we take that year to help them with their English and really get set before we start mm. that rest of that four-year program. And in that uh, five-year program, um, I know that we spend a lot of time getting them in a place that we can mentor them. That term has been used in a variety of ways, but really I look at mentoring them into ministry. Our interest is to prepare them to have a degree that is credible and valid and can then go back into their islands, and not all of them do. Some of them that 
some have head to the state, some have gone to Hawaii, some of them have gone to different places, but our interest is to put them back into their islands where many of them that are hired by uh, the number one employer, uh, which is the um, educational systems, and, and then they become a part of gospel works in through the islands of churches. Talk about um, this idea as I'm looking at a handbook that we have for students that live here. They, they live here. The, the, the folks that people drop their students off for, uh, HCA, they see some of them in the classrooms mm-hmm. as, as aides. They see them in the dining hall in the office. The work component to that, why have work? Why, are we, why do we have them do that? Well, as you mentioned before, we do have a philosophy of a, of a three-tiered uh, program or Three legs to a stool, if you're if you're you thinking of it that way, and it is the work study, it is social life, and it is academics, and that makes a well-rounded uh, student. And the work part of that, um, for many of them, we're trying to train them to go back to their islands. We want them to be a part of their local church. We're here for those local pastors, those local missionaries, and we do have um, over thirty of our graduates within the public school systems and Christian uh, school systems throughout the islands. We've had um, 400 graduates, close to 400 graduates since we started, and since 92, over 350. Um, But the work part of that is, um, you know, uh, the Lord uh, wants us to be uh, good stewards with uh, the things that he's given us, and that is part of the training that they have. They are involved here on on the campus and i just want to say too i don't think that harvest uh could do it without the the students in the in the work study that they have to pay for their college that actually pays and they don't have the ability most of them to to cover the cost uh of college and so they work have a work study and so the parents and and um and other staff will see them throughout the campus they will see them in teacher aid positions, cafeteria, uh, maintenance, security, other areas that, that we need. And that is uh, a definite part of building character, discipling them, and then helping them go back to their islands uh, to show themselves approved, right. basically, yeah. Which is, which is rooted in a text that you just uh, quoted in Second Timothy um, uh, 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God accepted by God doesn't mean that they're working to be accepted by God in their salvation, but because of salvation, um, we're helping them develop skills and abilities and discipline that they would be more productive. And so that does include an environment that's fairly protected. And um, uh, they're living in the dorms with other islands, which sometimes that, that can create its own set of conflicts. But um, surprisingly, for some, they, they do get along and they work at it. And we have guidelines to help, and we've got folks that can help in that matter. So we're thankful, as I was earlier looking at a picture of a graduating, uh, well, it was the whole institute at the time in 2002. We came in 2000, but it was taken 2002 with the staff. There's probably 25, 30 students, maybe maybe a dozen in the picture, staff, faculty. And I told uh, one of the gentlemen in that office, I said, you know, these are now the leaders that are in the islands. 
Um, it, it doesn't guarantee they're faithful, but we're doing all we can to make it as such. Why did you get involved in this, Scott? You weren't always doing this. I talked about a little bit earlier, but um, what drew you back here and have interest in this particular ministry? Well, it's um, it's interesting that you mentioned 2002. That's when we, uh, as a family, Laura and my children, arrived on island. We were here stationed with the, the State Department down in a uh, kind of a remote place called Dandan, Dan, at the southern part of the island, an old NASA tracking station where uh, State Department had a communication base. And we eventually moved up to Nick Tams to work with the, the Navy after um, Typhoon Pong Song Wah. Uh, and um, we, uh, we wanted to find a place for our children to, to go to, to school, Christian school. Um, and I had um, been saved uh, four or five years um, but saw this place as a, as a place that we wanted to, to serve and to get involved in. And um, at that time, we saw um, a couple, um, a, an older couple at the time, that were working with um, Micronesian students. They're, we didn't exactly know, um, and hopefully this will help people to know why they see so many students around campus mm-hmm. and things like that. But at the time, we didn't know, and we were like, what are they doing? And so they ended up being, uh, they were campus parents for HBBC, actually, and it was uh, Yuri Shellhorn's parents, actually. Um, and we thought to ourselves as we, as the Lord led us to think about one day retiring from the federal service, uh, that we would love to be involved with these students. We heard them sing. We we saw them uh, in church. They're, they were so happy and, you know, uh, full of the joy of the Lord. And we thought, wow, that someday maybe we could do something like that. The Lord might have that for us. So, um, you know, it took me nine years later. Uh, I decided to get a master's in ministry um, with some of your counsel, if you uh, recall at the time, to to prepare myself for something like that. Um, So I took a class here or there. Um, I couldn't always take classes. I had tours in Afghanistan and um, on the border of Iraq with Kuwait and other places. So it took me a long time to get it. But um, the Lord never took that desire away uh, to come and work with the students. So um, we retired in 2012 at the earliest possible time that we could at 50. Um, And, you know, the Lord uh, allows um, some things to come your way. There were temptations with job offers because of security clearances and things like that. And so we did think, oh, well, maybe we can wait two or three years, get our kids through college and then come do it. But, um, you know, the Lord uh, helped through the Holy Spirit us to keep that um, commitment and and come back. And it's been great. We've been here since 2013, um, going on our fourth or fifth year now. Hard to believe. Um, Yeah. So well, it's exciting for me when I hear stories of people that um, um, have a yearning and an interest and then pursuing those interests in your case in a full-time service way. You know, we've set off in Second Corinthians 5 talks about you have this ministry of reconciliation. All of us in essence as Christians are in full-time ministry, this ministry of reconciliation. but our vocation, um, 
we don't get paid to do that. We get paid to do something else, like for you, a State Department, and, and those are listing in different jobs that they carry. That's paying their bills. Their advocation as a Christian should be the Lord. And then to see somebody like yourself to say, okay, I had other options, and you did, and uh, praying, because we had immediate need at that point to provide somebody with a new leadership that can continue on what we were doing. And certainly God uh, brought you and Laura, both are now involved and your children now since graduated, gone on, college, graduates, uh, married, one of them, and, grand- to, well, and grandchildren to be yeah. someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet, but I do believe that uh, that's how often God does work. And there might be somebody listening today and say, you know what, I've, I've wondered about that. Uh, and, and maybe when I'm you know, ready to retire, that God used me in greater ways. We have others that have done the same. And I think of the filials who are with Transworld Radio. And I remember years ago talking about this, and my hat's off to them. Be willing to set aside some of the creature comforts to say, hey, I'm, I'm in on this all. And as we're talking about this theme on surrender, it's good illustrations of this. And may I finish with, um, there might be somebody out there that says, you know what, I, I have seen these students, and I do know of HBBC, and can can I be involved in a greater way? I would say yes to that, and we'd be happy to take whatever resources you have to help us offset the cost of the ongoing needs. Uh, rough numbers between six to seven K or more per student per year to educate them um, through all the endeavors we have. And we have some that have helped us with these costs. And we've challenged some as over this last year, uh, take on one student. You say, boy, I take on one student. Uh, That would so help us financially as our desires continue to train nationals, put them back into other islands. And so I appreciate Scott, you and Laura. Thank you for being here today. Thanks, Pastor. I appreciate it.